0: This episode comes in the courtesy of the Sports Psych Show. This is an episode to EWS Post of the Week, where a relevant publication on psychology in sports is mentioned and reviewed. With the aim of promoting content that is useful for athletic development at psychological and physical level, here is today's reference with your host, Gonçalo Marques. Hi, dear listener. I'm glad you're here, and I'm also very glad to share with you the ideas for today's post of the week. This one was made in collaboration with a colleague of mine, we are currently attending a formal long-term specialization in sports psychology, and this topic, in part, made me think more profoundly, which was great. It raised some debate between us about strategies to have, overall, about the positioning on the field during a competition encounter and what would be more adaptive under certain circumstances. You will understand more about this in just a bit, which is on how to deal with a tough moment for a team in the field, but before unraveling that, I must thank to him, Juan Cardia. My colleague is a psychologist, And who was a sportsman himself, and has also experience in working with children in clinical and educational contexts. As for the reference in the episode, this is a common procedure here at EWS, if you don't know, to share other fruitful posts, videos, or episodes that can help the listeners to optimize their sports practice, their mental game, or even to take better care of mental health. That's why we are here and this one was extracted from the podcast The Sports Psych Show, hosted by psychologist Dan Abrams from the United Kingdom, a big reference on the field in sports. And so, now moving along, this one is going to be all about adaptability. Keep that in mind, adaptability and wise response in the face of tough moments during competition. More concretely, see, this post-of-the-week episode brings us to a topic brought on the Sports Psych Show by Dr. Dan Habrans in his conversation with Dr. Duncan Simpson, and the title of that episode is A Collaborative Approach to Athlete Development. Here they talked about Dr. Simpson's work at IMG Academy, one of the most renowned sports academies in the world. So, in the episode, Dr. Simpson brings up the topic of athletes that, in some periods of the competition, don't feel on their highest level technically or tactically, but can compensate on that, in a way, by being top level in their mental side, enlightening, in a way, the power of mental training. This topic is so important, especially in times where mental skills training and sports psychology in general are showing their importance on the high-performance domains. Wait, excuse me, before you continue on for the episode, I will just ask you for a review. This is a common request, I know, and I imagine it can be tedious to do so, to divert now, and I am aware you as a listener just want to grow through However, if you do so on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser, it makes an important contribution for EWS growth and for us to keep providing relevant contents for you to actualize your sports practice and mental game, and also for me to be able to continue to bring in great guests. Moreover, each month we randomly select their two winners to receive exclusive material that will assist them reaching their full sporting potential. Also, it is important for me to hear your feedback, so head over there please, the links are in the description as always alongside with the timestamps. See ya! More concretely, what was brought up was that, well, when an athlete or a team are not playing the way they imagined and planned before a given match, it's the mindset one adopts that can balance that deficit. I mean, it's the power to accept that, quote-unquote, I'm not doing so well, but I have to make the most out of it with the resources I have available to me at this given moment. A quick example here. You see, in football, we have the term reaction to the ball lost. That is nothing more than short periods of activation where the team and or the given athlete give everything to recover the ball that they've lost while they were in procession of the ball. That's a moment of the game where the focus has to be very attuned and clean in order to not letting the letdown of losing that ball get in the way, in the way of a more optimal performance. So, when I said the focus to be clean, it's because the player has to have his mind free of what's already in the past, you see, and might have been disappointing to him and we all know how hard this can be to get unstuck from thoughts about that. So, as the player needs to pay attention on what he is required to do, a focus solely on the present and the next task at hand is what he must strive for, in this case, for example, to defend and recover the ball again. And before I continue on, I must make reference for some terms we've talked about before at EWS and that Dr. Abrams and Dr. Simpson also broke them them up. And very succinctly, I mean, first a growth mindset. The mindset where a person believes her skills are malleable and improvable through effort, hard work and other controllable ingredients. Thus, focusing only on learning by engaging with challenges, no matter the outcome. Then a process orientation to one's goals, where the person focuses on what needs and should be done in order to get in a path of mastery, so that her skills get better and better over time. And finally a results orientation, where the person focuses solely on winning, and that's all about it, about the winning, and the joy comes from there no matter how she performed to get there. Going on, you see, that example of the fast switch and go for the recovering of the ball is a brief example on how mental abilities can be so important to compensate for lower levels of technical quality given given a specific moment in the match with a stronger team, for example. And you know, it's all about the ability to solve the problem, focusing on the task ahead in front of you. What can you do on the mental side of the game to override the weaknesses on the other ends? Well, what you just heard was something probably easy to understand. But to assimilate this or put it into practice is a harder task for sure. At EWS, we aim to translate the theory and mental principles into practice the best way possible. But it all comes down to you. Take a moment to really reflect. Is this good for me? What can I do today to implement it? Again, the keyword practice. How can you translate this into practice? Practice it and go ahead keep enjoying the process of efficiently working sports. Maybe in those moments you can have a more result-oriented mindset like Dr. Simpson tells, because although a growth mindset should focus on the process, sometimes the result can be important for boost self-confidence and self-efficacy, and from those also, we can contend that the process can be developed while focusing on winning, even on tough times again, like the one match one wasn't expected to win on a theoretical point of view. And if the athlete accepts that he is not on this peak, on his A-game, should we say, or that the opponent team or player is at an incredible form and has a better chance of winning... The other strategic parts can be awesome mechanisms to develop a way of building a way to win. The managed process is still there, but we adapt it to the contingencies that the game brings us. What is the other team or player doing to achieve that level? This is a question Dr. Simpson often asks. And recalls on the podcast, sometimes an athlete has to be a detective in order to understand how higher levels of performance can be obtained. So, both teams and players can rely on their mental game either to cause an upset or mishap that will block their higher performance levels, or rely on the mental game to bring the road to victory, that win that supposedly was a mismatch with what was produced on the field that's the way to go. As Duncan recalled on the conversation, being able to acknowledge and handle moments of C-game is important not only to maintain high levels of motivation, but also to sustain the ability to adapt our way of thinking to different situations. And this way, our behavior will change and the level of performance can be raised. Hey you, athlete, student or worker of some kind, we want to know real cases. So tell us, from what you've heard, what have you been missing out? What is one idea that popped into your mind while listening? Feel free to share in the comments so we can assist you further. See ya! That's it from us now here. You can always get to more details around this whole theme in this interesting conversation these two professionals had on the podcast. And before signing off, I would also want to congratulate and be grateful to Dr. Dan Habrams on the fantastic work that he's doing there, bringing so many important topics and guests of our field to his podcast. I cannot emphasize enough how much I recommend every athlete and coach to give it a listen, So, if you got interested, he has much more to offer there, so you can check out his work on, again, the Sports Psych Show, the links will be in the description. Until next time, remember, what can you do in order to adapt better to tough moments during competition? Keep with EWS principles, take care. To assist you in efficiently work your sport, we intend to pertain the most correct views possible and give a shout-out to what potentially promotes sports performance and mental health. We recommend checking out the whole post for an integrated view. Again, to learn more about psychology in sports, go to ewsport.eu.